Buenos Dias. <laughs> <laughs> thought I was going to go there, didn't you? I did think you were going to go there. <laughs> Absolutely thought that. What? Why would I ever think anything different? Right, right. That's how I roll. <laughs> Uh, on today's episode, well, back to our regularly scheduled program, right? Right. Fun with numbers. <laughs> Rodney's forte. <laughs> numbers. He's a number cruncher. Yeah. He likes to crunch the numbers. I, uh, so I, I cut a deal with my high school math teacher. He, uh, I wasn't very good at high school because I didn't like going but I especially you know I don't like mornings unless I'm hunting either not a morning person if it's I'm hunting funny, it's funny that way and I, I right? hate hiking unless I'm hunting right um but but anyway I had I had uh algebra first period so I, I hate math I'm just really good at it but <laughs> Um, I really hate it. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm so not, good at it, I'm but not I really hate it. But so number one, it's math. And yeah, I don't like it. And number two, it's first period. Yeah, it's morning. So, not not my greatest thing. So my freshman year, I slept all year and just totally failed the class. And um, so I had to retake it my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And my math teacher. When he saw me walk in the door, was like, "Oh my God, uh, Coach Burns, really, really great teacher." Um, and so I told him day one, I said, "I'll make you a deal." I said, "You let me sleep well." First off, we we took a test in his class. You took a test every Friday. Yeah. Every Friday there was a test. So I told I told him, "I'll make you a deal this year. You let me sleep Monday through Thursday." I'll take the test every Friday, and if I ever get anything less than an A, you can make me stay awake. He said, deal. I slept all year long, aced every test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. That right? sound, sounds kind of like how uh, <clears throat> going to undergrad, all I had to do was show up. Right? You know, I'd take the test, and I was, I was good to go. I, I didn't ever... Study, do homework well. I got a little bit lackadaisical. And when I went to to grad school, got my master's degree, I'd forgotten how to study. And I right. took statistics first semester of grad school, and I went, oh, crap. I'm going to have to learn how to study <laughs> again. Because, yeah, anyway, so that, that, that reminds me of another, st- another story, if we're telling stories about school. Yeah, yeah. And, Specifically, we're telling stories about sleeping in school. So right. My, uh, <clears throat> I was in college, and for some dumb reason, well, it was one of those things. You know, you got you got to take a a class that you don't necessarily enjoy, but it's because it's required. Mm-hmm. So I had a an econ class. At like seven thirty in the morning, Idiot. it was ridiculous. You do know that you pick your own classes in college. Well, right? now let me get to <laughs> let me get to that. I had set I specifically set my schedule up this way, simply for the fact because I stacked my schedule on Tuesday, Thursday. I had no school on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I was thinking a little bit. All right, but. I had to start at 7.30 in the morning. Was this in Cruces? No, this is up in Idaho. Uh, But I had to start at 7.30 in the morning, and I went to like 4 o'clock on Tuesday, Thursday. It was a brutal schedule, but I did it just because then I could, you know, have fun the rest of the week. Have a four-day, five-day weekend. Right, (laughs) right. Anyways, so I had econ at 7.30 in the morning, and I am a morning person. I, I don't mind getting up, but slogging my way through that econ class was rough the problem was my next class in that schedule in that lineup was also a, sca- a class that I absolutely had to have <clears throat> it was a it was it was one of those uh, what do you call them it was a humanities class but it was music in the humanities it was going to count towards my humanities social uh-huh. whatever <clears throat> but it was music in the humanities, and that class, what he did, 
the teacher. I don't even remember his name because I hope I never see him again. <laughs> but what he did was you would sit down and he would start playing classical music. And oh. You, uh, and you had to tell who it was and what era it was, blah, 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 blah. So I, having, having to be at class at 730 in the morning for econ, the very next hour at 830, having been through econ for an hour, I slept through that class. I don't know how I passed it. That was probably, I probably had like a C minus. I don't know how I passed that class because I slept through it. He turned, right. he turned on that classical music and I was gone. Yeah. I was out. I, so <laughs> I feel your pain. I, I made the mistake of a 730 class one time and I, it was a geology class and my actual class was in the afternoon, but the lab was 7.30 Friday morning. Oh, that's just brutal. And, well, you, you know how brutal it was it was because you were there. Mm-hmm. And um, Thursday night was, you know, ladies' night at the bar. Uh-huh. And we spent all of our Thursday nights in another town yes. at the bar. Yes. And I went to that lab, I think, a grand total of three times. And so at the end of the semester... Uh, the professor says we're we're gonna have a field trip, and those of you that are lacking in grades definitely need to go. So I was like, all right, well, ruin a Saturday, but I'm gonna have to go. Mm-hmm. Well, they went out to this crater site, and they were looking for this little specific rock, and they said that they would find one about every three or four years. Mm-hmm. Very rare. And it's the only place in the world that this rock's found. Um, well, I happened to find one. And Dude, I, I don't want to hear about your luck. I gave it to my professor. And, well, actually, they were standing around. The professors were looking at it. And, and one of them says to my professor, well, is your student looks like you're going to have to pony up the cash to buy it. And I was like, you don't have to buy it here. And he was like, you're going to give it to me? And I said... Yeah. And he was like, but, I mean, it's it's worth, you know, I was like, no. To me, it's a rock. To you, it's some special, magical, mystical thing. <laughs> but to me, it's just a rock. <laughs> in a class that I need an A in. <laughs> <laughs> There's the price. Yeah, you said, I'll give it to you oh. for a price. Yeah. So, I got an A in that lab. <laughs> I loved college. Very nice. Because you just had to know how to work it. Just had to know how to how to manage your professors. And like you said, show up. It's yeah. really all you got to do. It's not well, hard. That's funny. I was uh, last night watching a, a show called One Strange Rock. Uh, it's hosted by Will Smith on Netflix. And uh, they were talking about meteorites. Oh, yeah? And, said, and apparently they're... It's probably the, the rock that you had. I no, can't say. No, this, this one come... Uh, I don't. I never went to the lab, so I don't know how. But this one come from inside the earth. Oh, okay. Like pushed up out of the ground or something. I got you. I anyways, it's a rock. Okay, so <laughs> maybe this doesn't affect. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish the story anyways. Uh, apparently, there's a certain meteorite that they look for. That's like nineteen dollars a gram. Wow. Yeah. So I might, the, I might these have people, got some the, coin. You might have. <laughs> these people, you know, they they found this meteorite and. It was 186 grams, found out. And it, I mean, it was the size of your fist, maybe. It was the size of this rock, this meteorite. Yeah. And we, we my wife and I calculated it out. 19, 19 point something dollars a gram. A $3,000 rock. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe my math's not as good as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on what... What's important to you at the time. Right, right. And getting that A was getting pretty important. Pretty important. Um, so back to hunting. Randomness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this, this Random is a hunting awesome. podcast. Um, well, it's outdoors. We were outdoors. Right, we were outdoors. Yeah, I, I found know. the rock outside. I didn't right. find it in the classroom. Exactly. Um, today we are going to talk about... The odds of getting the name. The, the, <laughs> Pretty good if you find the rock. <laughs> uh, 
No, we're going to go through uh, your drawn odds reports and your harvest reports. You know, we're coming up on the, the deadline for applications. Yes. Um, speaking of which, the deadline to apply for bear and turkey. That's coming up. Uh, it is coming up. February. Where is it? Uh, yeah. I'm looking for it. Yeah. Uh, Pretty sure it's, it's, right, it's right there in important in dates. Scroll down. You scroll. scroll down. Scroll and yeah, looking for the important dates, but it's not there. Yeah, it's oh, right there. there. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> February. February thirteenth, isn't it? February thirteenth. Yes. Yeah. And two days after that, on February fifteenth, is when you have to have your harvest reports for deer, elk, um, antelope, turkey, uh, for last year. So do not forget deadline for. Barren Turkey, February 13th. Deadline for your harvest report from last year's February 15th. Make sure you get those in. We don't want you to have to pay any fines or stupid late fees. Yes, and uh, just a reminder about those Barren Turkey draw permits. Those are draw permits for uh, wildlife management areas, things like that. Mm -hmm. Those are not licenses. You're still have to get a, gonna still have to buy a license. Those just allow you to hunt in special areas. Yes. All right. So, drawing on reports. This is dry stuff. Good thing we got a lot of stories, right? That's right. <laughs> Meteors and... <laughs> yeah, right, we right. go through harvest reports or the drawing odds. Well, so to Simul me... Simultane you have to kind of do them simultaneously, don't to you? To me, yeah. So so what this is all about is maximizing your, your opportunity to draw a tag. Absolutely. Um, now we're we're very open about sharing this information. First off, we're not going to do the work for you. We're going to tell you where to go, and kind of how to read it. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do the work for you. I do a lot of work putting this stuff together um, to Rodney help does, us. Rodney does the work for me, not Correct. for you. Correct. Um, we piggyback. There's three of us that put in an application every year. Everybody says that uh, that decreases your odds. Hasn't hurt my chances none. But man, I feel like we. I feel like we tend to draw more uh, whenever we're put in together. I've put in a couple of times on my own, and I never drew. Of course, yeah. again, this is back before I knew what I know now about harvest reports. Yeah, odds, yeah, all that. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of information. I know a lot of people that complain about not being able to draw a tag. Um, you know, one one time in my life, I drew nothing in a year. Um, one time ever, I, I generally always draw a deer tag. And I generally, um, we generally draw an elk every two to three years. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been, we've been pretty lucky. Now, granted, I've never drawn an oryx tag. Yeah. Um, I've put in for antelope three times and drew once. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's not, it's not an exact science, um, but you can increase your odds you know, by knowing what you're doing, by educating yourself. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you have to do is you have to be willing to, um, well, you, you have to weigh, you know, what you're wanting to do. Like when we strategize it, and I will give you this information. When we put in, you've, you've typically when you're putting in, you know, for like deer, elk, antelope, stuff like that, uh, oryx, you get... You get four choices, but you get three specific choices. Yeah. Right? So you get a first choice deer, second choice deer, third choice deer. Your fourth choice is you basically can pick a quadrant, which we typically never do. Um, because we want to we wanna leave that open for other opportunities. Other opportunities. So, but we stack it. So we put, you know, first choice would be the lowest percentage chance. Um, that's our that's, hail mary. The, 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 yeah, the, yeah, exactly. That's, we, we, that's we the two B. That, that's the yeah two C two B. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. Hard to draw. Low success of drawing hunts. We put that first, and then the second choice is usually a little better, but kind of along the same lines, mm -hmm. you know. And then the third choice is usually a very safe pick, something that we have. A good, good chance yeah. of drawing. Now, having said that, that may not be in a desirable unit. No. It may not be in a unit that has a high success rate. 
a high harvest success rate. Yeah. Um, it may be in a unit that's you know harder to hunt. You know, last year was a perfect example. We drew that colon nublet elk tag. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's a high success rate of drawing that tag, but that's because it's a crap hunt. But uh, I don't want to say it's a crap hunt. It's just a harder hunt. It, it's, it's a crap it's, hunt. <laughs> but it's still hunting. We saw elk. We did see day elk. One. We did see elk. But it, but, but you it's know what? Hard, I'm, but it's you know hard what hunting yeah. because of the location of the terrain, because of j just everything about it is is work. Yeah, yeah, and that's man, that's what I'm talking about. It's yeah. it's it's not your. You know, it's not. It's not your driving. It's not a desirable. A yeah. It's not where everybody wants to go. Yeah. It's a hard hunt, you know, and it it was it was a hard hunt. Um, there was a lot of obstacles to hunting that area without you know your obstacles joining in the mix. <laughs> We're done with those. All right. But seriously, so you have to weigh that, you know. Yeah. Well, um, and and not only that, you have to weigh. Are are you really wanting to go? hunt this one particular place because we tend to strategize and and spread out our opportunities across areas like you said with with the safe one uh, that may not be a desirable unit if you are really wanting to hunt for a trophy bull in the gila you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take a, a hard look at do i want to go hunting or do i really want to draw this tag exactly and those and that's so, and we maximize that, and everybody's going to do it differently. You know, there's a lot of people I know, you know, I've got several family members that they just put in for their backyard. Yeah. And that's fine. But if you're going to do that, just do that knowing you're decreasing your odds by applying that way. There are ways to draw tags. They may not always be the best tags, but there are ways to... Increase your odds of drawing tags more frequent than the average hunter. Yes. Um, and, and that's what we're going to talk about here today. And in doing that, you have to look at several things. Number one, um, your drawing odds report. Um, the cool thing about the drawing odds report, you can find it on the New Mexico Department of Game and Fish. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, um, on our website. On the website at notagroundayoutdoors.com. We do that with every every podcast yes. we, we've got up on our website. So if you if you missed a, a show note or you missed where that's at, there's going to be a link on there. Yeah. And and so the cool thing about that is that is in a um, Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. So it's adjustable. Now when you bring up the, just the, the plain old Excel spreadsheet, it doesn't have your percentages. But you can add to that. You can create those with, the, you know, you make a formula. It's not that hard to do, you know, but it's going to give you your hunt, your unit description, the limit of tags, and your hunt totals for how many people put in for first choice for that hunt, second choice for that hunt, third choice for that hunt. And then it breaks it down into residents, non-residents, and outfitters. So what that means is basically New Mexico residents get 84% of all public draw tax. Yes. So it breaks it down into those pools. Correct. That are designated Correct. for those specific Correct. types of people putting in. Correct. And then you've got 6% goes to your outfitters. Mm -hmm. And the other 10 is for non-residents. Correct. And so it breaks it down into, into those categories. Now, you can add some columns. Put in a formula in those columns <clears throat> and break out the percentages, and that's what I do. So I break out the total percentage, which which is the total percentage if you take first, second, and third. And I only do residents because I'm a resident, so I don't break it out into we don't have to mess with the non-resident outfitter. Yeah, I just look at the residents. So I break it down total. Total percentage, how many people put in for that tag, first, second, and third choice, mm -hmm. and the percentage of those that drew that tag. And then I break it down individually, first, second, third choice. How many percentage, the percentage of people that put in for that hunt on third choice, how many of those, what's the percentage of those that drew, that drew second, first. And then I do an overall drawing odds that is... Um, 
the, you know, the percentage of people that drew that tag. So it's a, it's a little different than your total. I know it's confusing, but so it's it, so it, it sounds confusing. If you're just is. sitting here listening to it, it sounds confusing because you're talking about you know adding this to that and dividing and blah blah. The Game and Fish website tells you how to do this. Yes, how to yes. get these percentages. They do, and I want to state first and foremost that I do it different than what they say. So, and I'm going to take your word for it, but they tell you how they, <laughs> they, can... they will. They'll, they, it's, it's right there. It's exact. It, you're exactly right. It's listed on there, how to add these columns and put the formulas in there to come up with these. Um, I go above and beyond that because I want more detailed data. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to give specifics on how I do that. You know, you figure Excel out yourself, but <clears throat> so <laughs> They got to do some work, Kyle. They got to do some work. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. We're going to give you. I tell you what. Tell you what we'll do for you guys, for you listeners out there. We'll we'll give you a couple freebies. That we will do. <laughs> now there is no freebie in the antelope world because there is no data. Zero data, as far as drawing for an antelope tag this year and that's a very important change this year because of the antelope system change to much like what the deer is so we absolutely you know that's why he said he said there's 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 nothing to help you with no freebies because that is a brand new system we have no idea how it's going to play out correct and and even worse i had a hope so when I, when I went into it, before I started studying this, I had a hope that the harvest report, because the harvest report is another important tool, mm-hmm. um, because if you've got, say you've got two units that you're looking at putting in for, and they're similar in your, your drawing odds, yeah. what can help you determine which one you're going to choose is your harvest data. You pull up your harvest report, which you get from a, from the same website, and we'll put a link to that as well. Correct. That tells you um, the percentage of six, the success rate of the hunters in that unit. So, so if you had ten yeah. tags based on, you know, let's say you had ten tags and three of them, uh, three of them harvested. Correct. Um, you're thirty percent. Then you're thirty percent. Correct. Uh, of course, you know you do the percentage based on how many people reported. So, correct. So, so you look at that, and and let's say you've got two units, and one's a thirty three percent chance of drawing, and one's a thirty four percent chance of drawing. That's very close. You go to your harvest report. Well, the thirty three percent has a harvest rate of twenty percent, but your thirty four percent has a harvest rate of 5%. Well, you're obviously going to want to choose that lower success rate because you have a better rate of killing. It's too close, so you use the higher number, and it it weighs it out. So these are a lot of things to look at, and that's kind of how I do it. So, um, again, with the antelope, there's just no data out there. The the highest percent of of drawing a tag was your unit 25, 26, and 27 bow only hunt oh it's an antelope 2-177 but again it was all these 12% draw going to have changed they are going they are going to change but there's some similarities yes so um, i was hoping that on the harvest report they would break it out in what you know they got the harvest report percentage of 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 um, your success rate but because a lot of those units were lumped together, I was hoping that on the on the harvest report they were lumped together. You would they would not be lumped together. Oh. So you would be able to see which units more people were hunting, but gotcha. they don't. They they, don't they still group them. them together. Together. They still lump them together. So it's going to be hard to break so out. So it's hard to break out, but there is some information there. A little bit you can still see how many tags were in these grouped units and kind of extrapolate that out. But it gets pretty hard. Yeah. When it comes to antelope this year, you're just going to have to toss a coin. It's going to kind of be a crapshoot. Um, yeah. That being said, remember that every so often these rules change, so you can't just rely on what you've always done. You need to pay attention to the rule changes 
Um, Correct. And these are all the drawing odds, the harvest uh, data. So the harvest data is two years old. The harvest, yeah. The so harvest so data is two years old. Your drawing and odds. And the drawing odds is one year old. And so yeah. there may be little tweaks in there as to the the number of tags and things like that. Correct. So it's not going to be exact every single year, but it gives you a good view yeah. overall view of what is yeah. going on yeah because we haven't turned in our, our harvest reports for for the 2018-19 year the only harvest report we have to go off of is the 2017-18 year mm -hmm. and this is where a little bit of work comes in on your part the hunt like kyle said the hunt codes may change so you have to look at your 2017-18 proclamation mm -hmm. and make sure that the hunt code hasn't changed for the 2018-19 yeah so that becomes important. So especially this year with all the hunt codes changing, you're yeah. going to want to make sure to not go off of the old hunt codes. Match up your old hunt code with your new hunt code and hunt dates. Yep. And, and so know that they're going to be different. All right, so um, take us through this, Rodney. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you through, and here's the first freebie that I'm going to give you. Um, and this is a good freebie, I think, because it's... Um, we're going to move on to Barbary. Barbary, the 2018-19 drawing odds report, the highest success rate drawn hunt was Barbary 1-102. Okay. It was a 28% success rate of drawing. The reason is that's a McGregor Range Barbary hunt, and it's for military only. Um, so it's a very high success rate. It's almost double all the other success rates that's um, and that's because and that's only cool. a certain number of people can actually only put a in certain number can apply but that's good that's good because it's it's for our military yeah for our veterans so that's a good deal um so if you're a military or veteran you might want to look pretty hard at that huh yeah because that's going to be want to draw that's going to be our and that's a good area too there's, there's good barbary out there McGregor. yeah um but yeah so you go through there and you look at, you know, how many people put in for that hunt. There's 15 tags available, 68 people put in first choice, eight second, seven for third. Um, and that's your total numbers, um, resident, non-resident, and outfitter combined. Um, comes out to 28% of the people that put in for it draw. 22.1% of the people that put in for that first choice got it first choice. And so oh, kind of overwhelming, overwhelming, well, I can't talk tonight. <clears throat> Overwhelmingly, that uh, that first choice is what's mainly Correct. getting it. Correct. Correct. It is. So give you another freebie here is uh, we're going to look at deer. So we was talking about, um, we was talking a little bit earlier about how, you've got to kind of manage your desire to hunt with your desire to hunt trophy animals in a desirable unit. Um, there is several hunts. Um, I mean, I could go through here. There's two on that page, three, four, five, um, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. He did, so say, 20 plus, he, did, he did say he was a numbers guy. Yeah. 20 <laughs> plus hunts that are 100% draw success. In deer. In deer. Across the state. Across the state. That's impressive. So, so there's 20 different hunts that you can apply for, and you're, you're virtually guaranteed attack. So there's no reason to complain about not being able to draw because the opportunity is absolutely there. The opportunity might not be there to draw a 2B tag because that's 0.5% chance of drawing that tag. No, sorry, that's 2C. 2C is 0.5% chance of drawing a tag. It's very hard to draw that tag. 2B looks like somewhere between 5 and 7%. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So very, very tough to draw still, but, but you know, so... You've got to maximize your opportunity by looking at these percentages. If you just go and put in for the, you know, if you're putting in for 2B every year across the board, 2B rifle, 2B muzzleloader, 2B archery, mm -hmm. you're probably not drawing a tag very often. 
you know, mm, that's and, one of those 13 year tags. Exactly. And these are the kind of people that start complaining about wanting to have a point system. And I firmly against a point system. I agree. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, work it to where you can have that third choice at an opportunity hunt rather than a trophy hunt. Right. You know? Um, so one of those hunts that's a hundred percent is unit 22. Right. Now here's an interesting thing about unit 22. It's tucked up against the Gila. It's on that backside um, towards the Arizona line. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent of the first of the people that put in for first choice drew that tag. Now it's a 40% overall because there's several people that put it in for its second and third choice. Um, so it's a 40% overall chance of drawing that tag. But if the people that put in for that hunt first choice drew that tag, 100% of them last year. And an interesting thing about that is the harvest report data, 27% of those people harvested an animal. And that's really good. That's a good, good number. That's it's not the best in the state, but it's above the average. Yeah, well, it's above the average harvest rate of all animals. It's right there with the average harvest rate of deer across the state. Yeah, yeah. So there's your little deer freebie. Again, you go through these units. You know, we never take any unit off the board when we're hunting. Um, we kind of mix it up each year. So we got some units that we're uh, kind of steadfast in, in, you know, putting in second or third choices because, you know, we have better odds. But, you know, we drew 2B. Yeah. Um and first time we put in for it. First time we put in for it. Mm. Got, got lucky, but we had backups. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. And so really interesting. I mean, let's go back to that that 22 hunt. That That is mm -hmm. a really interesting dynamic there because when you think about that, if you're looking for a good average opportunity to draw and harvest a deer that's the hunt it's a good one it's a good one i mean i'm, I'm not going to say that that's the best one there's there's better opportunities there's worse opportunities but again we want you to do the work we're just kind of giving you some information here yeah um that's a rifle hunt deer 1-207 i don't know what the new hunt code would be but that's what it was last year <clears throat> it would probably be the same there wasn't a whole lot of changes to the deer yeah. system so but uh but anyway that's you know Again, if you want to go hunting, if the goal is to just go hunting, that's a great choice for your third choice. Well, and it's not just a great choice just to go hunting. It's a great choice to go hunting and get a deer. Yeah. and But think about it this <clears throat> way, though, too. So if you put that in as your first choice, you're almost guaranteed to draw it. Now, a third choice, that was a 23.9% chance of drawing that tag if you put it in for your third choice. So your odds go down drastically. So... Keep that in mind. Um, let's go look at, you know, we can look at Barbary real quick. You have almost zero chance of drawing a Barbary tag. <laughs> or, sorry, Bighorn Sheep. I, I don't know why I said Barbary. Uh, bighorn Sheep, yeah. It, it's very hard to draw a Bighorn Sheep tag. Your, your high, high percentage rate is 1.8. 1. 1. <laughs> mm. And yeah. your low percentage rate is 0. 0.5. 0.5, yeah. So very hard to draw there, that tag. There's a reason that that not very many people draw that tag. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people putting in. Look at your numbers for the people that. Are, I'm sorry if you can hear my papers rattling, but I'm going through my papers. So, four thousand five hundred eight people put in for that one hunt for for two hundred one. Yes. Um, only one hundred and thirteen put in for uh, GMU forty five, which is two hundred two. That's the Pecos Wilderness. That's 1.8%. Yeah. It's still a very hard 113 people yeah. put in for 30 tags, and it's still a 1.8% yeah. chance of draw. Well, and that's your first choice. Right. You know, that's not your total, but that's your your first choice. But, yeah, so you, if, you, if you're complaining about, or not complaining, if you're just, if you're worried about not drawing a tag and, and, and having a hard time figuring out a way to draw a tag, it's important that you get into this. Drawing odds report, your harvest reports, and learn how the system works, and open up yourself to some op yes. different opportunities. Yeah, you know, that, and that's what I think. That's one of our biggest keys to success is is that we've been willing to 
um, we're open to any opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've, we've put in, you know, last year we drew deer and elk both. Yeah. And we had to put in for, um, some stuff that we probably definitely wouldn't have put in for, but using this strategy, it's the same thing. We wanted to be up there in the northern half of the state, mm -hmm. kind of the north east northeast corner. corner. And we took this drawing odds report, we looked up all those units, and we strategized, and we ended up drawing two tags. Yep. You know, um, so it, it works. There's there's ways that you can draw tags. Um, Conversely to that one where we, we said you there was a 100% chance of drawing it with your first choice and you had a 27% kill rate. If you look at uh, archery unit 39 deer 2-306, it also had a 100% success rate for first for first choice. 80% overall. 80% success rate Correct. overall. But the, then you look the at... The difference with that is it's a 12% harvest rate. And so that's where you look at those two and say, mm -hmm. both of them are 100% success rate on first choice, mm -hmm. but which one would you rather yeah. have? Because... Yeah, yeah, because one is a 27% and then this one's 12%. That's a big difference. Absolutely. That's a big, big difference. You know, and I understand that proximity um, has a lot to do with it. Um, you know, the, the, the terrain, you know, has a lot to do with it um but again we're speaking to those who still a great opportunity yeah you know if you're looking for opportunity the opportunity is absolutely out there this state has tons of hunting opportunity um it's just willing it, whether or not you're willing to put in the time and the work and that starts now it doesn't i'm not talking about how hard you're willing to hunt i'm not only talking about how hard you're willing to hunt you know but you've got to put in just as much time figuring it out and applying for the proper hunts as you do to preparing and going on your hunts. Yeah. You know, because you're not preparing to go on any hunts <clears throat> or going on any hunts if you're not doing this work right here. Exactly. You, you just don't have that opportunity. Home. Exactly. You know, we're trying to buy a private land tag or yeah. go out of state, you know, and that's just as much work as you're going to do with this right here. Mm -hmm. So... We'll give you another freebie here. We're going to move on to elk. This is a fun one that I found. This is 100% chance of drawing this tag with your first choice. If you put it in for first choice, it's elk 1-113. The 1 being a rifle hunt, any legal sporting arms. Uh, 113 being your hunt code. It's unit 5A public land only, which there's like three acres. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're Five gonna eight. draw this tag yeah guaranteed you're gonna draw this tag the harvest report data zero percent it's it's a it's a cow hunt and nobody shot mm. an animal we can't say nobody because there's <clears throat> there was 10 tags allocated only nine people reported so you could have one yeah but most likely, most likely he mm, didn't he mm, didn't report yeah. because he was like screw that yeah. I'm not hunting here next year. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna give you another interesting fact. So you have a hundred percent chance of drawing that tag with your first choice. Why is that? Because one person put in for their put first in choice. for that hunt on their as first choice. Yeah. Um, total, total. Um, uh, overall chance of drawing is 32 percent in that yeah unit. and there's 45 people put in and you know they only give 10 tags yeah so don't get hung up on just your percentages you still have to look at how many people put in what you know what uh position they put in first second or third choice you know it looks like this tag is there's a few people that put in third choice just because they wanted to go hunting so correction not 45 people put in 26 people 26 people sorry yeah. Yeah, 26 total <clears throat> so for 10 tags yeah so so could go both ways yeah <laughs> you know 6b which is the bias calderas it's a 0.9 percent chance of drawing overall yeah so you look at that hunt and first choice 12 basically 1300 people put in for 15 tags on that rifle hunt in 6b 6b that's the bias calderas yeah and you got 1300 people putting in for for 15 tags, like I said, 0.9% chance of drawing. Um, you know, 
That's a good candidate for first choice. Yeah, huh? for sure. You know, um, like like Kyle says, just a hail mary. Hey, maybe we'll draw this tag. So, but you look at now. We talked about the 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 opposite side of it, where 100% chance of drawing, zero in in 5A, 100% chance of drawing for your first choice, zero percent zero percent harvest rate. Yeah. You look at the via caldera in 6B. And that hunt, that uh, 197? Yep. 100% success rate. Yeah. So 0.9% chance of drawing, but if you do draw it... You're going to get an You're going to get an animal. Yes, you are. And and probably a good one. Probably a good one. You know. And so that's the things that you got to win. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, that's a good candidate for a first choice. Um, a first choice hunt because... Um, Chances are long that you're going to draw the tag, but the, it's a great, great hunt. If you do you know. get to draw it, they're great. Mm -hmm. And there's some other hunts in the Via Caldera <clears throat> that have better odds, you know, 8.6 for 203, you know, but again, it's still a long odds of drawing that tag, but still a good, good hunt, good first choice yeah. opportunity. And that 203 hunt, if you look at the harvest report, 54% uh, harvest rate, great harvest rate. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. still a great tag. Yeah, fantastic tag. So, so think about this stuff when you're going hunting, when you're when you're planning out uh, the, the the draw deadlines, March twenty fifth, I believe. Yeah, it's late March. So you got plenty of time. There's still plenty of time for you to to get in there and um, print this report out. You know. Uh, make some adjustments to it. Get your percentages. Like Kyle said, they 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 uh, they, they, they kind of do what we do. They they require you to do a little bit of work yourself, uh, even though they give you the instructions. The Department of Game Fish on their website, they still require you to go in there and, and do the work yourself if you're if you're up for it. Yeah, and um, I misspoke. Not March 25th. March 20th March is 20th. the deadline for draw licenses. The 25th is when you can start. Purchasing over the counter. Yes, there you go. For the new year. There you go. So another cool thing that this does is the the drawing odds report. Um, is a lot of times I get blinders on, mm -hmm. you know, because I just want to draw a tag. I want to go hunting, um, and I get blinders on, and I'm looking at deer, antelope, and elk. Mm -hmm. For a long time, I wasn't even looking at antelope. Um, but you know, when you print this out. And you put all these percentages, it does everything from, from elk and deer to ibex and oryx. And it really will open your eyes up to when the best time to put in, you know, for these hunts. And there's a lot of hunts that maybe they're not deer, maybe they're not elk, but there's still opportunities to get out in the field. Mm -hmm. You know, javelina. Well, I think we talked about these on maybe our original podcast this season yeah. where we talked about here's here's what's left here's what we have left exactly. to hunt exactly but your harvelina your javelina um there's really good percentages of draw for javelina and there's good areas to hunt javelina out there and you're looking at percentages uh at 50 and up um the mcgregor range hunt is very low percent of drawing that tag uh, it's at 2.4, but the rest of them are above 50% chance, and you're hunting. Yeah, well, and if mm. I, I seem to recall almost every year, javelina tags are left over. Left over. There are, but th that's your statewide tag. Yeah. That's not your specific unit tag. Um, your 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 statewide tag, it's, it's not really a statewide tag. It's, it's statewide except these draw units yeah and those draw units got pretty good odds yeah so why not apply for it i mean if you don't get it you don't get it you can still buy that that statewide tag yeah uh, but the prime units the really good units you can still draw a tag for for sure you know so when you go through this and you do that it it'll, it'll open your eyes to um some hunting opportunities that have some high percentage chance of drawing a tag um that way if you don't get a deer or an elk you still have an opportunity to go hunting. Yeah, and that's, I mean, 
That's, at least for us. Again, you guys need to determine what your what your goals are. You yeah. know, your goals are are not necessarily not necessarily going to be our goals. Remember, we're coming coming to you from from our point of view, from from how we approach things. We think there's probably a lot of you out there who are like us, or just looking for opportunity, and that's why we really want to share this this information with you. Uh, but it, but if you're not, this is still good information to have so that you can kind of figure out, let's say you're looking for a really, really good bull and you're, then we can start comparing, let's say, uh, the Via Caldera with the Via Vidal with the Gila mm-hmm. and you can still maximize that opportunity yes. or, or that, that, that odds of drawing the tag for your quote unquote dream hunt. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is, you know, the biggest thing that I hear is people saying how hard it is to draw a tag. Um, and I get that because um, if you don't draw tags, you know, I've got a cousin that hasn't drawn an elk tag in 16 years, but he's put in for the same unit every year. Yeah. And well, no wonder that that's a hard unit to draw. I know what unit he's putting in for and I know which hunt he's putting in for and I know that that's a hard tag to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, as frustrated as he may be, it's hard to feel sorry for them because, (laughs) because there's opportunities out there. Exactly. And, and I'm not saying that he has to, you know, abandon his choice. No. Put that in for his first choice. Yeah. You know, that could be his number one choice, but you can't complain about not being able to go elk hunting if you're not using the system to its full potential. Yeah. And I think, you know, this kind of, this kind of flows into a little bit more than just the draw odds or, or getting, you know, um, just getting a tag, you know, we haven't harped on this a whole lot, but but as a whole, as a hunting community, I think if we're going to change perceptions, if mm-hmm. we're going to try and get new people into hunting, um, we need to get away from the concept and perception that it's all about, you know, a big rack. Or, you know, we need to change the definition of trophy. And, and at least for you and I, I think... The opportunity to go hunting is kind of a trophy in and of itself, and any animal you get is dang sure a trophy. Well, it, it, a perfect example of that, Kyle, is uh, my deer that I harvested last year. It, it by no means is what would be described as a trophy uh, when you take a picture of it. Okay, it might have been a well, maybe a one ten, maybe maybe a hundred um, inch buck, but. It was a trophy to me because of two things. Yeah. One, I took that deer at 480 yards. Um, and that was as close as we could possibly get to it because it was just open country. Um, so that was cool. And not my cup of tea, but it was cool to have done that. Right. To have successfully completed that task. Two, I was able to harvest that deer with my buddy deed on and that in itself was awesome yeah you know so well, you guys you guys have been hunting together forever and have never never harvested animals together to when you're together not while we were hunting I, i've harvested animals that me and him have hunted on but not with him there yeah um, and i don't mean not with him in the field with me i mean he was gone left no longer went hunting home. yeah went home type of deal um and so so it was cool to share that experience with him. So yeah, the the that was the trophy of that hunt, and 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 also, you know, we get a lot of political blowback with the word trophy. You know, and trophy hunting is viewed by non-hunters as as bad. And I think a part of that might be because of the way the hunting community portrays trophies. Yeah. Um, and so if we can redefine trophy in more of a, an accomplishment sense, 
then I think that that could go a long way. I, I do believe that. Absolutely. So, but as far as drawing, education is key. And like I said, you can find all kinds of cool stuff when you print out these harvest reports and the drawn odds data. And I'm going to share one more thing that I think is pretty cool. So there's an Ibex hunt on the Florida Mountains. It's a very hard tack to draw. Um, and it's a very accomplishing hunt because if you can harvest an Ibex up there, that's hard to do. It's, it's a, a hard, tough, tough hunt. hunt. Um, but there's also an over-the-counter, off-the-Florida mountains, non-draw hunt. You can just purchase a tag. Yeah. I've never even thought about doing this because I was like, yeah, the things come off of there once in a blue moon. You know, like, it'd be very hard to catch an Ibex off the mountain. So last year, or not, sorry, not last year, but the 2017-18 season, 24 licenses were purchased. 22 people reported their harvest. There was a 13% success rate off the Florida mountains for Ibex. So if you are near there or going to be near there and want an opportunity to hunt Ibex but can't draw a tag, 13% success rate. Well, um, I had a buddy who explained it this way. They, they went hunting down near Deming. And if you've been ever been down around Deming, there there's just... It seems like there's not a whole lot out there. Nothing but the Floridas. <laughs> Nothing but the Floridas. They went hunting deer down there and hit and and basically what had happened was he and he and a, a brother in law went down there to hunt coyotes and they saw a couple of deer and, and his brother in law was like, Yeah, we gotta put for, put in for deer down here. And so he jokingly said, Yeah, okay, well if you put in all attached to yours. Well, they did that, uh and he uh, un you know, you know, unwittingly, he just attached to the. He didn't think he'd go through with it. He didn't think the brother-in-law would go through with it. Well, he did, and they drew that. And so his comment was, "Well, looks like it's going to be a five-day coyote hunt." They went down there and you know found deer and harvested deer and had a really good hunt. So those areas that you think, oh, there's nothing, not mm -hmm. not even going to be here, re reconsider those. Just think of it as an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. There's opportunity everywhere. Absolutely. There was a. Uh, I didn't even tell you about this yet. There's a 198-inch deer harvested here in New Mexico this year. I'm not going to share the unit. You can research that yourself. In an area that I would have never thought that there would be a deer that big. Yeah. And amazing animal. Um, public land with a bow. So the opportunity is out there. There's plenty of trophies in areas that nobody would ever even think to look for a trophy the traditional trophy traditional trophy yeah. yeah that one was for sure <laughs> <laughs> that one was a big deer it's a big deer big deer that's all i got all you got i'm done counting the numbers are up they speak for themselves you guys go out and do a little bit of work um we've given you a few freebies but hopefully we are um demonstrating what can be done and how you can increase your drawing odds hopefully so good luck in the draw this year guys you bet adios adios